Welcome to a new episode of the Reg Parenting Podcast. I am Anna, the founder and CEO of Reg Parenting. In this episode, we talk with Tamara Beckwith. Tamara's career includes writing, presenting, acting, running different businesses, and being an ambassador to several brands. Tamara co-owns The Little Black Gallery, a London's boutique photography gallery. A few years ago, Tamara lost her mom to gynecological cancer only 15 months from her diagnosis. Had her mom seen her doctor when any of her symptoms had appeared, the story would have been quite different. Losing her mom rocked Tamara's world. Not being terribly well informed about cancer, but realizing that awareness is key, Tamara, alongside her sister and a few other friends who have been through similar experiences, created the Lady Garden Foundation a charity dedicated to raise awareness of the five gynecological cancers. Her work at the charity gives her great satisfaction and keeps her close to her mum. Tamara's parenting experience has been perhaps unconventional and at points challenging, but with age she has come to realize that what really matters when having a family is to put the time in, and that is exactly what she does now. She puts the time in for her children, her granddaughter, and her husband, Giorgio. As Tamara says, there is a lot of mess in my life, but she is really enjoying this journey, alongside her family and her gang of friends who adore her. I was lucky enough to meet Tamara's mom on a few occasions, and there is no doubt in my mind that she must feel really proud of her. Enjoy the episode. Tamara, welcome to the Red Parenting Podcast. It's lovely to have you here with us. Thank you very much for having me. Okay, so tell us to start with, uh, we always uh, like to start thinking about your family of origin. So tell us about a bit your parents, where did you grow up, your family. Okay, um, so I had a um, very uh, conventional family. They were, they got married sort of in their early 20s. They, um, they were English and Scottish and had both been to boarding school. They sort of grew up, they were, you know, they were sort of just after the Second World War babies. So they had, you know, they'd suffered a little bit from the war. So they were sort of quite, you know, rigid on certain things, um, you know. So when obviously when they had, the, when, when they got their family, you know what I mean? They were... They were quite young, so I think they learned on the job a little bit. Um, but we were a very family family, so we spent lots of time with – we all lived in London, um, so that's all the aunts and uncles. And so I had three uh, three aunts and uncles on my dad's side and one on my mom's, and then obviously all the cousins. So I think we grew up very much like family was very important. We saw – you know, we had Sunday lunch together – and um, you know, it was just a very nice, not spoiling childhood. Um, you know, we had nice holidays. Uh, we would talk to ski when we were little. So, to, you know, to most people, it's a very spoiled life. But, um, you know, it was quite, you know, we, we were just together a lot. Um, my dad, my parents didn't really like seeing other families particularly on long holidays. <laughs> so, you know, they thought their children were nice, but they thought other people's children were quite awful. <laughs> um, so I think it was just a very, you know, my mom was a housewife um, 
And so she sort of picked us up from school until, you know, we went to boarding school and she cooked dinner and she did, I think she probably, you know, when we were younger, you know, it was just a very, and then my dad went off to work very early in the morning. And then he was stressed, obviously, when he would come home at night because he was working so hard. So it was that sort of very, you know, we were all very much, um, you know, lived lived all to, on top of each other, so to speak. And you have one sister, right? Yeah, I have one younger sister. And would you describe your parents as being very strict, very permissive, very demanding? No, um, my my. I think my mom was, you know, um, she was definitely, you know, with hindsight. Once some, once once you know, once the family has changed dynamics, obviously with us because my mom died. I think, you know, she was just always loving. She made a beauty. She was very good at making her house homes so that it was always cozy. Um, we went to state school until we were 11, all I did. So we didn't have any homework. So we, even though I went to school in London, we didn't have any pressure. So it wasn't like my, you know, my children now who have homework and you've got to be on them and have they done it and all that stuff. You know, I think up until 11, you know, I didn't have anything, to, you know, we just played and, you know, we played tennis on the weekends. And so I think my mom was never strict. I mean, she, she tried, but she just wasn't, you know, it wasn't her role. Her role was to be the lovely cozy mom who cooked nice food and did, you know, took us to our ballet class and all of that. And then even when it, when we, when I went to boarding school, she was still, that was still, you know, she was the mom at home and, and my dad was the, the breadwinner and, um, you know, he had a much shorter temper. So he was the more, yeah, he would be the one you didn't really want to cross. Yeah, bother. <laughs> Let's leave it like that. So you had a very present mom. We did. We had a very present mom. And uh, all my friends liked to come to our house because she was just there and she'd sit and she'd take interest in you and, um, you know, ask about you. And, you know, she was just a very, she was a homemaker. And do you think that you're being similar to to your mom in the way you're raising your children? Well, I think, you know, when, when I was younger, um, and obviously that was before she died, um, and I had Anushka very young, I think, you know, and I, I, and I will be very honest about this. I think, you know, when you're, when you have a baby and you're, you know, and, and you're, you're in your, let's say you're in your twenties, just to be sort of a bit more, you know, let's say you had a baby at 22 mm. or something. I think it's very, well, I mean, I'll talk about myself. I'm an Aries and I, and I was very competitive. We were, me, me and my sister were brought up to be very competitive with each other. We were brought up more like boys on like that level. And for me, it was very, that was a very good dynamic. For my sister, it was a very damaging dynamic. Um, so we've had to change that once we became adults because she doesn't like that. And we, you know, we were brought up with a lot of teasing because, that's what English people do. I don't mind it. Um, my sister doesn't like it. No, she doesn't like it, you know. So there are certain things that I think also, you know, times have changed. You know, if we were brought up in the 70s, mm. you know, we were allowed out on our bicycle for four hours and nobody cared where you were. Um, you know, it was, it was also a much more, we were much more relaxed. We didn't have 27 television channels. We mm. didn't have Game Boys. We didn't, you know, there was just... It was a more simple life, even if you did live in London. So I think, you know, mommy was just there. And of course, you take advantage of the nice, sweet mommy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because she's there. So I think 
when I had Anushka, I was just still too busy about myself, too worried about where I was going, who I was being with and being out of the door and going to all the parties. You know, I was just too still on, you're on selfish, well, and, and, and as you should be in that age. But obviously, because I had a child, I should have probably been made to be a bit more responsible or, you know, or accountable maybe. But, um, it, you know, I was just quite rebellious. So the more you tried to make me do something I didn't want to do, the more I didn't do it. So I think, you know, it's, and as I said, hindsight's a lovely thing because you can go, oh, I should have done blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I think when I... Um, then had children with Georgia, which is obviously I was in my late thirties, and I really have been to every party in the world, and I've really been <laughs> to every nightclub, and I really know what every drink tastes like in all the different countries. Um, and I think you know, in an also in, an, in another in a in a horrible way, um, you know, and I wouldn't say it lightly. You know, I think when your children are with somebody that's the love of your life and somebody that you don't want, you know, you want to do the best you can. Obviously, you know, maybe you just try that bit harder. I don't know if, if that's what, what happens, but, you know, you mellow and... Um, you mature. Yeah, and you also, you know, you then my, obviously, my, you know, my mum died two years after Vivi was born. So then, of course, the whole world, you know, our whole world changed. And then, of course, Anushka would tell you that before mommy died, I was like daddy. And then as mm. soon as she died, I became mommy. So mm. I don't know if that's true or or maybe, it, you know, I just felt I had to step up and and then be the one that everybody can, you know, feel safe okay. and cozy yeah. around. So I don't know whether it was I did it on purpose or, you know, whether it's just the older daughter, you just, you know, I mean, we don't need to go into our whole family dynamic. But do you know what I mean? I think, you know. We change roles sometimes. I think, I think we tend to have, each one of us tend to have like a certain role within the family. And when the family changes, then the roles readapt yeah. very often, right? I think, you know, that's very much, you know, I felt like then I needed to be, make sure my children had, because obviously if she hadn't died, we would have seen her on the weekends. Mm -hmm. So you would have still had the role model of the, this is what's like going to Nonna's house and, you know, sitting and her talking to you and being interested in everything you said and, yeah. you know, all your clubs. I mean, they, you know, as I said, you know, Georgia's parents, uh, are a similar, you know, obviously, albeit different because they're Italian. But um, you know, Georgia's mom is is you know all she cares about is the children, mm -hmm. and obviously, Georgia's father had to work and 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 provide for his family. So I think it's a similar dynamic, albeit on slightly different, you know, um, levels. Yeah. On that note of the of them being Italian, because you are in my mind as English as as one can be. And Giorgio is as Italian as as he can, as, as someone can be, right? How do you manage? Do you have like cultural clashes? Do you uh, do you have embraced that that you know, that you know, raising your children in quite a you know mixed uh, cultural um, background? Yeah, I mean, I think. Well, listen. I mean, you know, you're right. Giorgio couldn't be more Italian, and he's very alpha male, and he's very macho, and he's you know he really is you know he he, he is the stereotype on one hand, but then there's another side of him that's, you know, very, very soft and very kind and super thoughtful. And um, so I think he's become very much more English over the, over the time. I mean, you know, not, not that he's not Italian, but he's <laughs> definitely acquired some Englishisms. 
And I think we were very much in agreement that the children were going to be 50-50, you know, that they were, you know, I was going to, you know, fully encourage them to be as Italian as possible uh, because I knew if they were being brought up in London, I didn't really need to encourage that so much. Um, I think it helps very much in a, in a sad way, again, that my, you know, that we don't have my parents there because then we don't really have to decide where we're going and who they're seeing and, uh, so having had his parents be so much more, um, you know, we've depended on them a lot greater, let's put it like that, than we would have done if we'd had my parents, you know, still together and and, and living in Wimbledon, let's say. Um, but I, want, I, I think I was very proud for them to be half Italian. You know, I think in this, in the world we live in, to have any advantage over somebody else, like being able to speak two languages or have two cultures, you know, in your, in your character. Um, it's not something that I think is a negative. I think it's a positive. So I suppose, you know, yes, I have encouraged them to feel and, um, feel and, and, and identify with being half English and half, half, um, I mean, Vera likes to say he's half Scottish. <laughs> um, but Vera obviously in a way is, is actually, albeit he's kind of pale skinned and blue eyed and everything. He's the Italian, and Vivi is obviously olive skinned and dark hair, and she's very English. So that's how they are at the minute. But um, you know, as we as we just said, it's like they may change down the line. Yeah, but I think um, of course there are cultural clashes. You know, from education to religion to how they dress. I mean, there's lots of things that he and I we very rarely agree on anything. In fact, <laughs> <laughs> I think. Um, you know, I think after certain, you know, like certain traumas you have in your life, you just decide you don't need to fight everyone. You know what I mean? You just mm -hmm. think, you know, like, so if he doesn't like how the children are dressed for us to go for Sunday lunch, I'm like, is it really a big deal for me just to do what he likes? No, it isn't. Whereas when, you know, you're younger, you don't want to do anything that, you know, you just want it all your way. So mm -hmm. I think. Pick your you battles. Yes, I think being an Italian and being an English is a, is a very fiery combination, mm. you know, if I'm truthful. <laughs> Indeed. And so you have, and I know your kids have a very close uh, bond with Georgia's parents, with their Italian grandparents. And why is it that important for you? Because I, mean, I know you invest a lot of time and, and effort and, and love with your in-laws. Why is that so important to you? Well, I think... Um, partly that um, I grew up with two grandmothers and we saw them like not, you know, we didn't, they didn't live in London. So you'd see them a few times a year. It was that sort of granny and grandpa. And so my mom's mom was very tall and thin and we called her big nanny and she wasn't very cozy at all. She was always, I don't even really remember her giving me a hug. You know, she, she loved us, but she was an only child and she was always off to play golf. And, you know, we were just kind of her grandchildren. And then we had my dad's mom, who was little nanny because she was little and she looked like the queen. And she lost her husband when, you know, my dad was 20 or something. So she was she was just cozy and she'd always be making you like little hot chocolates and she'd always have some naughty chocolates in a tin. And, you know, she was more like a like how you would want a granny, you know what mm. I mean? Just cozy and big cuddles and she'd been a nurse. And so I think you know, we'd had the two total opposite types of granny. And I remember thinking, I'd, I'd like staying with the little granny. I didn't really like staying with big nanny because it was a bit scary. 
And I think George's mom and dad, you know, they obviously love their boy. You know what I mean? You know, he's he's the re, you know, they're, they're everything. So I just felt like, and I didn't really know, quite luckily, I didn't really know that most Italian females don't, aren't very encouraging of their children to spend time with the granny and grandpa. <laughs> so that was just kind of, I just didn't know that. So I think with everything that happened with our, you know, with my family and, um, I don't know. I just, they've just always been, we still don't really speak the same language. We still have a lovely time. Which probably helps. <laughs> you know, I know I could leave them tomorrow and come back in five years and they they wouldn't even ask where I've been. So I think I was just super lucky that I didn't get, she doesn't meddle. She doesn't ever agree with Georgia over me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she's very happy with her, you know, I mean, they 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 lost millions of years of their age from the moment the children were born. Mm. So I think what a lovely thing to have a granny and grandpa who just love you. And when you arrive, all they want to do is be with you, take you to do things, to spoil you, to cook for you, to, you know, you sleep in their bed. I don't, I don't, I think, you know, now we're all aware that like, you know, you can't be overloved. (laughs) There's no such thing as love overdose. And I think the other thing is, you know, um, I, I, I'm trying to teach the kids that, you know, we don't know when we won't have them anymore. Mm. You know what I mean? And it, it, and I hope that's not going to be anytime soon. But I said, you know, once they're gone, they're gone. Yeah. And I think, you know, you don't really understand that when you're little, you know, because life, you know, the, as we were saying earlier, for us, a year is, is yeah. three months. And yeah. But when you're little, a year is, oh, it's my forever. God. A summer so is, yeah. a summer, yeah, a summer is never ending. Yeah. So I think, you know, I just, I think I just like to, you know, just to make them really lucky, you know, really, sorry, really realize how lucky they are to have a granny grandpa who want them there and who don't get bored of them being around and who don't get upset if he kicks the, you know, the football at the lamp and it smashes into a thousand pieces. You know, I I say to them that there are lots of nannies and grandpas who are horrible and me and, and wouldn't want to have you around and, you know, you would hate to go. So I suppose, you know, it's just each um, each to his own. But for me, I feel like they're family. You know what I mean? Proper family. I don't feel like I've got to behave or, yeah. you know, I can come down in my pajamas and, you know, we laugh and um, I send them photographs all week of the kids mm-hmm. doing their things. So they are involved. They're not like seeing them three times a year. No, no, they're very involved. I know. And and you're a grandmother now yourself. <laughs> yes, grandma. I am. <laughs> And I'm quite strict. <laughs> <laughs> so exactly. How are you, how are you as, as, as a grandma? I'm not strict at all because obviously with Anushka, I'm a very, you know, it's a very different dynamic to how I am with um with Vivi because Nushi and I are very, well, A, we're 16 years apart. So mm. it's like I've got friends who are older. Yeah. Um, And they, you know, they don't have a nanny. They don't have a housekeeper. They don't have, you know, so... I'm I'm try I try I'm sure I don't do it all the time but I do try to kind of you know be respectful of how they want to bring her up they don't want her to be sat in front of the television she's super creative she can sit and entertain herself making stories drawing you know all of that stuff for many hours I mean not even like half an hour so you know when she's with me I don't let her sit in front of the TV you know I don't cheat on and I don't give her chocolate and I don't give her all the stuff that you know you're meant to as a granny 
And if she's a bit willful, let's leave it like that. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I mean, I would never smack her, obviously. Um, but I definitely like she screamed at Nushi the other day because she was having a tantrum. And I was like, no, we don't do that. No, 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 not in my house. You know, this is my daughter and you say sorry. And she was really quite shocked and she didn't really <laughs> like that at all. And she didn't really <laughs> want to say sorry. Um, but I think that's just more you're just saying, look, how you can, how you speak to your mommy in your house is your thing. But in my house, we don't do it. Hmm. Um, but, you know, she's little. She's, she's you know, she's, she, and, you know, she's used to having a lot of attention because she's five. Yeah. And only child as well. So I think, you know, and obviously I'm also conscious she doesn't have a brother or sister and that's mm -hmm. not likely to be anytime soon. And, you know, obviously, you know, we are a modern family in the fact that it's like you've got Nushi and Vivi and they, they've got a massive rivalry. There's no kind of nice, you know, they're not really kind to each other. And then you've got Vera who doesn't really understand... Mm -hmm why they're not nice, but he better stick on his sister's side because <laughs> otherwise. So, you know, you've just got to sometimes just be in the, a mediator and not make everything into a big, you know, I just don't, I don't think everything needs to be analyzed and discussed and just, you know, you just say, look guys, when you're with me, I want you all to be nice to each other and get on. If you don't like each other, that's up to you. But, you know, when you're with me and we're sitting around the table, I expect you all to be kind and and as far as I'm concerned, I want everybody to be nice. After that, you can do what you like. <laughs> no, I mean, that was my that was a question that I had really because you had a lot. I mean, you have an older uh, daughter, then you have the younger ones, then you have a grandkid, uh, a husband, uh, and in-laws, uh, your family, work, and everything. So you have a lot of of a lot of a lot in your life. Yeah. <laughs> a lot what a mess I don't know how to describe it <laughs> a lot yeah, a lot of mess we say mess well do you know I think it's um, you know the, the, the Lady Garden uh, Foundation gives me a lot of satisfaction so whilst it's not paying you know all the bills you know like my husband would like it to it gives me you know it gives me a lot of things it makes me feel but tell us I was going to ask about that tell us about the Lady Garden Foundation just for people that don't know it yeah, the Lady Garden Foundation is, well, it's a foundation that was set up eight years ago by um, eight of us uh, co-founders. And three of us, one, two, no, sorry, four of us had lost our mothers and the other four had all had either a gynecological cancer scare, um, precancerous cells, or they'd lost somebody close in their family. And those were the to the, to the five gynecological cancers. And I think... At the time, you know, we just, because of the way how my mom's disease uh, sort of progressed, where we where we have every reason to believe had she kind of gone to the doctor when she would have had the first symptoms, you know, she should have been treatable and therefore alive. So there's a side of us, me and my sister um, and Anushka, that were still quite cross, you know what I mean, that she didn't you know, why didn't she go? And of course she didn't go on a go because she didn't want to be told to stop drinking, to start taking exercise, to lose some weight. Um, so she didn't want to, I think she just didn't want to hear that. Um, and she just kind of, I suppose, like all of us, you know, nobody wants to go to the doctor mm -hmm. nobody wants to get bad news, but I think we're just so much better educated um, that, 
you know, there's not an, there's not a plan B. You know what I mean? Mm. So you either go to the doctor and you and you you know you have to suck yeah. up the news. Yeah, get on with it. Yeah, and then hopefully, you know, if you're vigilant and you and you do everything every year, you know, the, the, the ideal is that then you catch it and it can be treated. Mm. So I think um, the Lady Garden Foundation has obviously been going for eight years, and for me, it gives me, you know, when you have, I've just got a new girl, and you know, it is my job, albeit it's just not, you know, I don't think everything has to be a job just that earns you lots of money. I know, absolutely. You know what I mean? Whereas um, I think it's just something that you feel when you feel like that your doctors are making research that's already making a difference. So that, not that that's my main goal. My main goal is more getting the awareness to girls to make sure that they know that they're going to the doctor and have they had their tests and are they being you know, are they keeping an eye on their lifestyle? Are they watching what they're eating and drinking? And are they excess? You know, it's such a big topic. Um, and I think obviously then your friends, you know, who support you become part of a very, very important network because obviously then I have lots of girls now who feel they can call me and tell me that they've just had a bad, you know, got a diagnosis. Obviously, you know, I don't then tell anybody else. It's just, you know, and also it's not like I'm medical, so I don't have an opinion, but obviously we do We do have this magical power now where we can probably get them to speak to another doctor and you yeah. can you can send them on a different journey. But um, And give know, them support as well, right? Emotional support as well. But also I think what everybody needs to know is they're not on their own. It's, yeah. you know, it's quite lonely that I think, you know, a friend of mine just got diagnosed two weeks ago with um, breast cancer she's only she missed one mammogram last year they've told her for sure this is an hrt related mm. cancer um and obviously you know she's one of my great old friends she's got two sort of much older children but you know you're still a mother you're, yeah. you're a, i mean the the husband i couldn't even think what he was thinking because i mean he's just i mean he, you know he's i've never met him that husband more in love with his wife than him so you know you're 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 really living, and of course you know there's no point in being the sort of girl who goes, oh come on, Anna, come on, I've got a good feeling about this. Yeah. No, you, you can't have a good feeling about anything. No. You know, all you can do is call your friend. If they need to cry, you let them cry. Yeah. If they need you to kind of not talk about it and just tell them some yeah. stupid thing that's happened to you in the yeah. day, but you know it's 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 really just checking in with your friends so they feel like if they do want to tell you something that you're there rather than they've got to call you to start yeah. the conversation yeah. but in fact i hate i hate when people say like oh i'm sure it's gonna be okay well no you're not sure <laughs> no one is sure don't tell me that <laughs> you know tell me you know i'm with you i'm thinking of you but don't tell me i'm sure <laughs> no i know i know but i think that's that's a little bit of you know when somebody's so awkward and embarrassed they don't know what to say so yeah. of course you know, you can't just say, well, let's keep our fingers crossed. And I'm, you know, you just, it's very, you know, you don't really know what to say. And no. I think, um, you know, this, I think the thing is with the Lady Garden, uh, it, it's, it, this, I took this girl, this new one uh, who I met and she, she took me for lunch and she told me her story and she's 40 years old and it was just so horrific. Everything about it was just so awful. And it was in the pandemic. So she was in her own on the hospital and the husband, she didn't know anybody and, She's, luckily, she's got her children, so now she can't have them any more children, but she's already had them. But, yeah. I mean, you know, that's just a stroke of luck, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But So she came to this thing this morning, and I could just see she was just 
so happy to be involved with all this group of mad girls. You know, the, I've got my Germans and I've got my Spanish <laughs> and I've got the Italians and they're all gorgeous. And, you know, it's like a gang. Yeah. And, and I think, um, you know, I could just see suddenly she felt so happy. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously, you know, it, it the trauma won't go because, you mm. know, she, she was alone and, and, and she didn't know any better she came from Monaco. She didn't have a doctor. So she was Googling best doctor in Chelsea. And like, <laughs> fuck Googles. <laughs> what she told me? Like, was that the best you could think of? What if you have no one, what do you do? You Google. You can all find somebody. <laughs> right? I mean, you know, bless her. She's like, I know I shouldn't have done that. And she's Brazilian. You know? <laughs> anyway, but um, she's now bold. You know what I mean? And for me, that feels like a good feeling. You feel like maybe mommy dying wasn't really for nothing. Do you see what I mean? So I think that's why... <laughs> You know, it just makes you feel like you, you can't just let somebody die unless they're very lovely and old, like my queen. And you know, <laughs> they've done their they've had their life. You know, and 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 it's like you don't need to sort of do you see what I mean? It, it makes you feel like you can keep talking about mommy like she's gonna pop through the door or give you a call. Because that's amazing. I think that's you know, so you feel like it's not so heavy. The end yeah. isn't the end, you know what I mean? Which of course it is. It is, but you keep you keep her. I mean, for you, your mom is almost still with you. I mean, you talk about it all the time. You remember her. The kids, your kids are also involved in the foundation. I mean, they were running like crazy people as we can, right? For the what is it? Right? When you have that, when you've kind of when you set your heart and that's how you want it to be, rather than oh yeah, what was your mom's name again? You know what I mean? Which would yeah. mean awful. Exactly. Me. You know what I mean? The fact that she didn't meet Vero is is heartbreaking. And Vera's like, but why didn't she meet mommy? You're like, well, because he weren't born yet. You know, so he's still so little, he doesn't. But so he, you know, that's why I make him run. And that's why I make him, you know, kind of be aware that that's what he's doing. And then he feels it's important rather than, I think some, you know, I think there's just too much, uh, just like letting things go. And I think obviously, you know, not 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 silly things. But I think they should be made to feel like it's something important and they should be made to feel like it's part of them and that's their job and it is their duty to kind of, you know, carry the flag a little bit. Okay. What are the things that are most important for you, for your children? So what is the thing that you, that you when you think about the kids, you said, this is what I really want for them to remember or this is, this is the most important thing for me? Well, I think also we've had a very weird, you know, you know, however many years with the, when we had this pandemic thing, mm. I think we were all thrown together, which was obviously the you know lucky thing for if, for us who were spoiled. You know, I think learning that actually you could happily just be the four of you or your six or whatever, and um, and actually just have dinner together and lunch together, and life was quite quite easy, quite easy, very slow. I think you know you just want your children to. If they're the strong one, you know, like, for example, Vivi's at boarding school and the housemaster, I think he can see Vivi's one, you know, is one of the is one of the possible ringleaders of the group. Mm. So he makes sure he speaks to her. He she I mean, I, 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 I don't think of her as a bully, but I'm sure if she's, you know, I mean, she's probably not like the one who makes sure that all the weak ones are included if she doesn't feel like it. But she can do that. So I think he makes her feel like she's been picked out to say, you know, just because you're not doing the bullying or being mean doesn't mean you can sit back and just kind of go, well, I didn't do anything. Yeah. 
what he's what he's asking of her is like, what I'd like you to do, Vivi, as a strong one, is if you see Tamara saying something unkind, maybe yeah. you just step in and def- do a bit of defending. Not it's not enough just to sit back and go, oh, well, I didn't say anything. Yeah, you did, by not saying anything, you didn't you didn't make it stop. Yeah, didn't you? so. I think, you know, teaching our kids, and again, that's being an older parent, you know, because you just got more insight and you've seen, you know, or maybe you think of something you did or said to somebody and you're like, that wasn't really a great moment. So I think, you know, boys are different. You know, you've only had little boys. Boys, you know, if any, what, what they do is they hurt each other. They don't say mean things or they don't disclude them. And, you know, whereas girls can, girls can really be awful. Um, so I suppose I just don't want... You know, I would want to make sure that Vivi understands that there's two different, you know, you, there's two different paths and you definitely choose the path. You don't end up on the path. Yeah. So I think, you know, I spend, I, I tried to spend time with her, you know, making sure that, you know, I said, look, you know, if you're the sporty one, you know, the girl who's the, the, the quiet but studious one, she might, you know, you, you can't just not want to be somebody's friend because they're not in the same gang. Yeah. And, you know, the smart thing is, you know, learn sooner rather than later that everybody, you need 20 different types of friends. You don't want 20 of the same because, you know, the girl who's fun isn't the girl who's going to, you know, come pick you up if you're miserable at five o'clock in the morning, but she's going to be too busy having fun. And then the girl who's intelligent, fine. She doesn't probably want to have in-depth intellectual conversations with you. (laughs) You know, if you have the smart friend, it makes you want to be smarter. And so you don't really normally learn that until, you know, down the line. But, you know, if my mum would never have give, tried to tell me things like that because she just didn't think like that. Um, whereas with Vera, do you know what I mean? You're just, you're trying to encourage him because obviously he's, he, again, he's the sporty one. And you're trying to tell him, you know, that, that for right now, that's enough. You know, yeah. he doesn't need to be the smart one and the sporty one and this and but you know if i could sell vera for play dates i would be rich you know what I mean? <laughs> he's, he's a sweet boy and all the all the other little boys who aren't so sweet all the parents queue queue up to take vera to their house. so you know i think vera doesn't need to be taught you know to be a kind boy or loving you know because he, he is that is he's yeah, he's magical. he's got that from the italian yeah. You know, if anything, at some point he's going to just have to toughen up a bit and not be so spoiled. But you know, Vivi, on the other hand, she's much more. You know, she's just. You know, she's all right, Jack. You yeah. know, and you're like just, just, just keep your eyes open. I think is the thing, isn't it? You know, you just got to teach these kids. It's not all about you, but when you're young, it is all about you. It's all you care about. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I like what you said about the the you choose your path. I think that's a, that's a very wise uh, way to see things. Well, I think, you know what I mean? When you're young, you're just so bothered about stupid stuff. Mm. Well, I mean, I was, you know what I mean? I can only speak for myself. And I think, you know, if I'd had, I think if I, obviously, if I hadn't had Anushka, you know, my life would have been a very different, you know, you, you, mm. I, you know, I'm not your average girl where you could kind of go, oh, well, no, I would have, you know, who knows what I would have done differently, whether it would mm. for good or bad. But you know what I mean? It's, it, you know, the path was very much set then. Yeah. Of course, I always feel that like I didn't get into as much trouble as I would have done because I, I exactly it was I got into really much bad trouble, but I didn't get into the worst trouble. <laughs> but I think um, you know, I do. I do think you can choose 
whether you're a mean girl or whether you're a kind girl. I absolutely. I keep my eyes open. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be spying on her. Um, but, you know, I would definitely be very, you know, I watch, you know. It's very important to keep uh, our eyes open. And especially, I think, during the teenage years when they change so much. And I think making our children feel loved is the most important, th- is the most important thing we can do. Right. I think, I think love and limits um, go the way. Most cases, yeah, no, no, and 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 that's hard because that means you've got to put some of your own time in the mix. Yeah, exactly. And just to finish, Tamara, any word of advice to any new parents that may be listening? What will you say to them? Oh, I think. Look, I mean, I, 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 you know, I can only speak. You know, I think that I think the hardest bit must be if you don't have the, a partner, mm. because the difference of if you have a, you know, whether, you know what I mean, to, to the difference of not having that extra person, mm. you know, who backs you up or doesn't back you up or, you know, that extra person who can kind of, you know, balance it all out. I mean, you know, that's obviously, you know, I'm lucky that although George is, you know, he's 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 not the strictest daddy, uh, oh. you, know, you know, there's definitely no, my children, there's no doubt in their minds that they're not his number one and that they're not loved beyond, you know, the entire mm. world. And as you say, that's all you really need is a little person, isn't it? You know, you, you're, you're, you know, they live in a nice home. They go to do a nice school. They've got tons of food in the fridge. So, you know, the, the basics that some children don't have, are obviously in abundance. But I just think you, when you know that your daddy really turns up, or, well, and your mommy, but you know, like we we go to all their matches. Because we love it. And yeah. and of course, it's because you know that they love it. It's mm-hmm. not because I've got nothing else to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think, you know, my friends who who just kind of compartmentalize and they feel like, oh, well, I did I did the reading last night. Yeah. What more do you want? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you've got them until 18 and then they don't really care about you so much for a while. So do you know what I mean? I think what I would say is just you know, try, you know, to, and, and obviously everybody's financial situation sometimes then is, you know, is, is a, is a barrier, isn't it? If you have to work nine to five, then you can't go to all of these things. But I think the kids I see, you know, whose parents are really present, hmm. you know, it, it's, it's only a benefit. Yeah. Absolutely. Tamara, and thank I you think- so much. There you go. It's been a total pleasure. Oh, Anna, as always, I love to see my friend. Always fun talking with you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, I'm very grown up and serious, as you can imagine.